0: Hey guys, welcome back to CTN. My name is Onella. And my name is Elizabeth. I'm catching my breath, guys. Yes. And here we have honest conversations about life and faith. Today we have a special guest. Yes, (laughs) round of (laughs) applause. Thank you. Thank you
1: very
0: much. Actually, still a very organic you know uh, reaction. So yes, we have and <laughs> we have a special guest with us today. We're really excited to have him. We've been looking forward, and we've got some great questions for him today. And we're hoping that you will learn a lot. You will learn a lot. This is why he's here. Right. So <laughs> Can you tell us his name, Liz. That that might be helpful. Right. Yes. Yeah, so his name, which actually yes, yeah, so his name's Minty. And uh, yes. I was going to ask Minty, would you like to introduce introduce your name, but I don't know for you. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know that was the plan. (laughs) I I, I genuinely didn't know that was what was happening. Don't worry, that's fine. Right, so, I don't know. um, We're going to kick off with our first question. Mm -hmm. We're not not ignoring you, Minty. We're just going to start with this.
1: I'm excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start with this, and then we're going to go into you yeah okay let's yeah go. so I like our fun facts yeah fun facts we always have a good fun fact at the beginning of every um, episode right. we're still debating whether marble is a color and mm-hmm. it's a hill I'm willing to to spend the rest of my life you, you can bury it. me on this hill okay just through, through random points of the day Yes. All, I hear, all I hear randomly is this is the hill that I would stay on. This <laughs> is the hill that I would die on. <laughs> I've got that in my mind. Right. And Marble being a color is one of them. But today, for a fun fact, we are asking the question, um, and I don't know how much of a TV fanatic you are, Minty. Um... <laughs> Compared to most, not very. Uh I watch very, very, <laughs> Definitely you and Lizzie in this both today because me and TV go
1: hand in hand. Okay, you
0: know, who picked the question this week? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this is not <laughs> the question is, what is your favorite TV show of all time in existence and why? Yeah. Wow,
1: that, that is some question. So, firstly, I don't watch a lot of TV by comparison with other people I'm not into shows Mm. I'm not I'm really into sport documentary and a handful of movies if I told you some of the movies that I've never watched you would be shocked and you would literally end the interview now Um, you have to
0: tell us them now because I need to gauge where our friendship goes after this
1: Okay, well I'll just I'll just start and I won't say more, but I'll just say I've never watched The Matrix.
0: Oh, oh my goodness. Are okay. you serious? No, it's okay. I actually it's I'm okay. very serious. You've never watched it either. No, I have watched it, but do you know what I wouldn't I wouldn't say oh I've watched The Matrix. The way that I stumbled on the watching of The Matrix, I can't even claim it like that. I have watched it though. So like me saying I haven't watched Shawshank Redemption. <sighs>
1: So, so to answer your question,
0: if I had to find
1: a favourite show, I think it would be really difficult because it would probably be uh, something sport-related and I appreciate that's not necessarily a show. So I'll I'll reflect on my upbringing and a show that my dearest mother, shout out mum, loved and I actually grew to love it from a really young age and I still really like it um so i was born in zimbabwe and back in zim we used to get a lot of um, the british tv shows so i grew up watching a lot of keeping up appearances
0: i knew i for some reason i knew that was what you were going to say let the spirit lead you i knew with miss bouquet mrs bucket <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's yes, okay. uh, and I absolutely love that show. It's yeah. a classic. I could watch it now and yeah. enjoy it. Yes. yes,
0: that is a bad boy show.
1: Really, really good.
0: It is, it's such a good show. Consume you <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: only just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <is a> <laughs> like, because that's a good show. Did I you was say- expecting that, or um, only fools and horses. For some no, reason, that's what it's. that my show. Not my it show, absolutely awesome. not. I really like Griffith. yeah. At, at oh. one
1: point, I spent a lot of time with my uncle, and he used to watch a lot of um, Alo Alo, the yeah French kind of war thing. I, I, I know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I got into that in my teenage years, but I couldn't. <laughs> <been. laughs>
0: <I allo>, <laughs> remember Allo, Alo?
1: Yeah, it's really good. It was. Yeah
0: fantastic so hopefully that
1: suffices as an answer
0: i think it does i think that we can um continue to be friends from here on out i like that thank you yeah you really um redeemed yourself elizabeth let's see because this might be the last podcast we ever do together i know. i have fancy actually actually okay tell us you so popular belief. i believe let me mean, see i wouldn't say i'm a series fanatic i but however i do appreciate a good tv show series I like come dine with me because that classifies us all. <laughs> here we go. This is another yeah. Jackie Jackie Hill Perry sermon as a Christmas movie. So also, I, like, I liked was um, all those all those um, shows where <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're. I don't know why you're looking at me like this. Well, you asked, and I'm here. Oh. You asked. This. I liked um, the shows. Yeah, what's that one about? Where they have to have a they have to, they have to, they have, to they have like a food challenge. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like in America. I can't remember what it was. It called. was about Hell's Kitchen, something like that. There was quite a few of them. There were quite a few variations. So I like all the good food shows. I, but I'm not a fan of. I can't say I'm a de- dedicated to Bake Off. So some people be like. Mm. What, are you, what? are you really? But yeah, I like I, those shows. Come to mind that I was able to watch consistently over a period of time. Interesting. And then it's not, and then it is not amused. It's because yeah, I'm amused it's you and food somehow somewhere elizabeth finds a way to reconcile whatever it is with food somehow <laughs> some way i like i like good food <laughs> um, Go on, Liz, no, no, no.
1: would you actually do a, a, a come dine with me with your friends because i yeah! something kind of yeah. contemplated i'll do that you know, Brilliant!
0: Friends. We did though. Remember,
1: we did that time. Yeah. But I didn't get an invite, so I see where I sit in this.
0: Friendship. No, no, no! Don't be <laughs> it's Like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were teenagers. We didn't have money. I don't know how we pulled it off because nobody I,
1: was I right knew right. you as teenagers, and I still didn't get an invite. So I see where this friendship <laughs> oh. is pitched.
0: Yeah, he was. Like, I hear your
1: excuse, and
0: yeah, I, I him. But... <laughs> Yeah, it was quite a while back. I I, 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 see. I see an opportunity. for a come down with me. Post-Covid, fantastic. I have to do a little episode of that. All? Noted. There we go, fantastic. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun, actually. Go on, Nels, over to you. Um, so, <clears throat> I could actually write a thesis on this. You have one. <clears throat> one. <clears throat> it's amazing. hard to choose because I like TV. I'm a big um kind of TV show buff and film buff. I love those things. Um, I remember I got really into videography and I'm still into videography, but there was a time in my life when I actually couldn't watch TV or film because I was just breaking it down <laughs> how the shots that's exactly did,
1: how i watch movies
0: yeah it just it became too much so i had to be watching cartoons for a whole season i was watching nothing but cartoons because i wasn't trying to break that down i couldn't watch a tv show without thinking okay this is a wide shot how did they get that shot okay they oh. did this how did they get that effect how did this <laughs> looking at me like i'm crazy but yeah so that's just to say how much how invested i am in tv show and films i personally like and Lizzie's gonna um, start praying. I like fantasy and sci- sci-fi. That's my genre of choice. I'll be um,
1: praying for you too.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Wow, I really like fantasy and sci-fi. So, um, give me Lords of the Rings. Give me Star Wars. Okay. Give me. I, hear, I hear. There's friends. some other things that I'm not going to mention here because Elizabeth is seriously going to have us doing 21 days prayer fasting, <laughs> so I, I won't mention them. But my favorite, one of my all-time favorite TV shows that I can watch over and over and over again, and I'm really upset because they they discontinued it as they do with a lot of really good shows, is a TV show called V. Um, none of you've heard of it. <laughs>
1: oh we've been reading our bibles
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're hilarious um but it's a tv show called v and it's basically about um these aliens that come and invade earth so that was one of my um it's it's yeah (laughs) i can watch it over and over i just i really like the show i really like the premise of the show i wish that they finished it but they cancelled it um, I
1: really, really on a point that you made, Anella,
0: Yeah, you
1: mentioned Lord of the Rings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that the one that was written by Tolkien? Yeah. So interesting fact. Yeah. Okay. When that was written, apparently, and I've never watched it, it was based on two towers. Or oh, there's there's two towers or something in yeah, the yeah, movie. yeah 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 yeah. Okay. So Tolkien actually lived in Edgebaston. When he wrote that. Yeah,
0: I know he wasn't. And, he
1: wasn't, but... and, and, and literally, round the corner from my house are two water towers from the waterworks, not far from the reservoir. Yeah. And he used to look out and see those two towers, and they That's inspired really so much so that I've never seen the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: But when I purchased my property, um, it was actually themed on Lord of the Rings, so it was called the Pippins.
0: That is, wow. I need pictures now. That is so, so cool.
1: I can't get you pictures, but fun fact: there you go. So
0: <laughs> cool! That is actually so, so, so. And so cool. you can
1: actually go see the house where Tolkien lived.
0: Yeah, I knew Ed that Bastion. he was somewhere in Berms. I didn't know
1: it's literally
0: in Edgebaston. It's, no, it's in Edgebaston. That's cool. Yeah. Very very cool. And um, for those who haven't watched The Matrix, I am judging you because there was a time in my life where I watched nothing but The Matrix one through to three on repeat on DVD. So I am judging both of you. That's fine. I I've watched <laughs> you know. one two, and it was took a lot of time. They're like three hours. Oh so annoying! How can you say it took a lot of time? A lot of time. I remember it was in uni. I had the time. Mm. So had the time. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for that fun fact. Um, and thank you for this appointment of come down with me. We've got something to look forward to. after <laughs> Fantastic. So we're going to get in to the reason why we're here. We're here to ask into a few questions. Um, and the questions today, we're going to kind of, I don't want to give you everything at once. So uh, my first question is, what do you do? Like what, what we want you to introduce yourself. What do you do? What are you passionate about? Please. Who is Minty? Who is? Best? Who is Minty?
1: So I've heard three questions. What do you do? What are you passionate about? And who is Minty? okay.
0: One person would have just opened their mouth and said, Sir, I'm just
1: Okay, so. Firstly, thank you for having me here again. And I I really do value and uh, appreciate and like and love the work that you're doing here. Um, I think it's really good. Um, uh, My full name is Munyaradzi Nelson Tanyanyua. I am a humble young man uh, hailing from Zimbabwe. I moved to the UK when I was 10 and I have lived here for the last 18 years. So that makes me 28. Um, I'm just a normal guy. I love God. Um, I love people. I believe life is about God and people and maintaining that delicate balance um, really well. And I am a civil engineer by qualification. I work in sales and I'm passionate about lots and lots and lots of things. (laughs) God, music, people, Uh, education, uh, self-development. Recently, I've got into walking, which I'm really enjoying. Um, Music, if I didn't mention that, I play drums. And yeah, so there's, I'd say there's probably quite a lot of facets to me. Um, But yeah, if I had to summarise it, that's how I'd summarise it.
0: Fantastic. I've got a follow-up question from that. Um, And I guess, uh, yes. So, you've described yourself in this way and you've got all these amazing talents you've got these passions um you're a engineer by qualification and you're, you're doing sales how do you how have you charted like the course of your life till this point uh how how do you direct your focus like how 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 are you how are you yeah how have how have you got here and how have you been able to um how i say it yeah how 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 have yeah how have you got here what has how and you've got so many passions how have you chosen to do what you're doing now and how have you not gone into let's say music per se or gone into like drawing for you know full time what 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 is what is your journey if that makes sense so
1: so You said something that was of interest to me, and you know, I was answering as you were asking the question in my mind. You said to me, "How have you charted your course?" And in earnest, I'd love to say I have charted my course. But when I look back at my life and the journey of my life and some of the decisions of my life, I'd really love to take credit and say I have charted my course. But ultimately, I can't deny that God has been the driving force behind it all, the wind in the sails. Um, I would love to say, oh, how great I am. I did this and did that and did that. Um, so th- the first thing to say is, and again, I'd love to shout out my mom. Mm. Um, I was raised by a single mom and she was a praying mom. Mm. And I- I've seen the, and reaped the benefits of um, her prayers. Mm. It's, it's not my wisdom. Um, that has brought me here per se. Um, It's not how clever I am or that kind of thing. Um, It really is God. And um, I am a result of many, many prayers, uh, many, many lessons. Um, So if I can say prayer and God are ultimately the foundation of how I've got here, because some of the things that have happened in my life, I can't explain. I really cannot explain. There are things in my life that, I thought should have, must have, and could have happened that didn't happen. And there are also things that I thought couldn't happen that did happen, um, both unexplainable until you you put on your um, faith glasses and realize that this is answer to prayer. This is the miraculous happening here today now. So if I can lay that as a foundation, but there is a practical element because God works with people and he uses people. And I would say I am the sum total of prayers, as I've said, Mm -hmm. um, but coaching and mentorship, I, I very much believe in having coaches and mentors in, in learning, in reading, I've read hundreds of books. There's been many, many hours of, uh, audio books and lessons and counseling and, um, being inquisitive. uh, From a young age, I've been really inquisitive. And um, I love asking why. I love asking why things happen a certain way and why things don't happen a certain way, Um, which is, is, is a key thing for someone who's an engineer, I suppose. We like to understand. And as I've already said, there are things in life that I don't understand, but there is a very practical side to things where there are things that um they're principles right they're god's principles where do a plus b and you'll get c kind of a situation so if i had to sum it up that's how i'd say i've got here
0: (laughs) fantastic i have to confess you know your answers are provoking questions that are kind of outside of, my, of our original intentions but we're going with the flow because we love it but yeah over to you now I know you a professor. I like that okay. oh I thought you so so you don't have a follow-up question oh well I did okay I'll follow up actually but it's, it's going to take us off course because I wanted to hit well you don't know I'm sorry we'll reel it back in when oh, it's okay, but you know to I me mean? we're just these, these are the podcasts that I love just <laughs> so basically you mentioned something about inquisitiveness I, straight away um I, I, you know you hear people say readers are leaders you know um and you you say the importance of mentorship but you also mentioned something that really struck me which was about having an inquisitive mindset you know you're eager to learn you're eager to question what do you say to the person that feels incapable of the power of inquiry because i you know being able to ask questions being able to dig are some people you know you said that you know you you need that for civil engineering you said you've had it since you were six and sometimes i think people think that there's certain predispositions of success that are laid upon people and the capacity to be um and you've mentioned some amazing factors about god and you know so i'm not taking away from those at all um you know mentorship not (laughs) It's not it's not in isolation but then you mentioned an aspect that is, you know, that is incredible, and that's, you know, the power of inquiring. And when you say a hundred books, I'm like, come on, you know, this is this is fantastic. We need to read in this generation more than ever. I was going to say something else, and never mind. That would be shared at myself, so you know, But uh, <laughs> so, but um, so, what 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 do you say to the person that feels, I I don't think I think deeply. I don't think I inquire. I I, I don't read. I, I I don't know. You know, is there is there a predisposition to success, or can that be? can that be grown somehow, Um, maybe not organically, but how how do we facilitate this power of inquiry?
1: Yeah, frankly speaking, I believe anyone can learn to do anything if they choose to put their mind to it. I think um, someone has to be shown the value of questioning before they embrace the principle of questioning. If you don't see the value, you'll never think about, OK, why do I need to be inquisitive until you see the value? And, and for me, um, I think whilst I've always been inquisitive and that was very much a nature versus a nurture thing. Um, in my teenage years, it definitely did get nurtured. I was introduced to, uh, frankly, uh, financial success uh, for me was the thing that made me think, hang on. Um, this is possible clearly because I see lots of people doing it. And so it was, what are they doing mm. that I'm not, or that what, are, what, are, what is group A set of people doing that group B set of people aren't doing what leads us to these things. Um, and, and then I started nurturing it and, you know, it's, it becomes more and more powerful. The, the more and more you realize the power of asking questions and, And challenging your beliefs even. Um, I believe, just on a side note, I believe that when someone has a belief, even our belief and our faith in Christ, it must be tested by questions because if it's good enough, it will stand (laughs) and there'll be an answer, right? Um, So, you know, I I very much embrace uh, questioning and being inquisitive and I would implore people to Try and understand the value of questioning first because the moment you realize the value you'll start pursuing the actual um, skill set i suppose in developing
0: that skill set that is fantastic the value the value the pro- I, you said it i i just have to reiterate, in case anybody didn't hear i i was fine i was fantastic and to even bring it back that is even necessary in like in our walk as Christians and the Bible said that we should be ready to make defence and if you need to defend that means something's coming you know in your direction um, and yeah not being satisfied with what you know but pursuing that's yeah it's fantastic over to you <laughs> yeah um, I'm kind of just digesting a lot of what you've said because a lot of what you said I definitely agree with in terms of you the question in Africa, and i think that do i want to say it yes i want to say it growing up in our culture um, that, okay. growing up in um <clears throat> the, the culture of the black people them we're always taught you know it is what i say and you don't ask questions you just do so for a lot of people that was kind of how they grew yeah. up they grew up in 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 a state of, because I said so. You don't ask why, you just do because I said so. So a lot of people, when it comes to, def- when, when they get older, because I, um, I know that, I know that I kind of had that growing up, but my mom got better with time. Um, so as I grew up and things were coming at me and I had to really look at my my walk and look at my faith and I had to say, okay, why do I believe this? I remember there was a time when I had to go, having grown up in church all my life and a Christian, I had to go back to the basis and say, okay, what is the gospel? What is the truth? Mm -hmm. What what do I actually believe? Like, do you know what I mean? Even in church, in some churches, it is a thing of there's no kind of discourse. You sit down, you get fed and you go and that's just it and you're just supposed to believe it. But there there is an element. I mean, even the Bible talks about the fact that you know, you're supposed to test things to see whether they are true or not. Lizzie just said that, right? You know, I was yes. Talking about, you know, that we should be ready to make defence. Okay. She said it in a different way. She said it in a different way. So that I, that is something that I I wholeheartedly 155 million percent believe in. Um, I believe that it's important that you know your why. Um, you really un- you not even just know your why; you understand your why. Because trust me, there people that are gonna come at you with some stuff and it's gonna sound correct. But fam, Especially, it so. yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially in Christianity these days with progressive Christianity, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, So, sorry, uh, Minty, you were talking about books and the fact that you've read quite a lot of books. Yeah. So um, I think we're all readers here. Um. I want to ask, who are some of your favourite authors? Who do you read? What do you read? Tell us some more, give us some book recommendations. It's not like my bookshelf is full or anything, but just give us more.
1: Okay, so great question and thank you. I wish if I'd known the question was coming, I'd have prepared better. Um, Before I actually come to the specific answer, I I do want to share about my journey um, into reading. Perhaps more so because there might be some listeners who don't, again, read. And I don't want them to feel judged or condemned um, if they feel like they don't enjoy reading. Okay. So, um, because it's not just them. Okay. So, it's not just you. If you're listening and you don't like reading, it's not just you. And this is why I'm saying this. Okay. growing up as a teenager whilst I excelled in school and I did really well even before I was a teenager I hated reading okay Um, back in Zim in primary school we used to have a library and every Friday would go and switch a book in the library and I'd find the thinnest uh, novel I could and I'd take it and read it um, and that was me because I hated reading and even after taking it, I really wouldn't read it because I didn't enjoy reading. And unlike my mom um, growing up, you know, I hated reading, but my mom used to say to me when she was young, she used to get all these books and she used to read and she used to enjoy it. So for her, she struggled to understand that I didn't enjoy reading. She very much sees reading as a relaxing calming, enjoyable experience. And for me, I hated it because it was work and you're making me read these books that are not really adding much value to me, okay? But that all changed for me when I hit my teenage years because I encountered um, this area of life called personal development. And I realized that, oh, hang on, not all the books in the world are novels with fictional stories, but actually, There are books that can teach you principles that you can literally apply and change your life. And that for me was a moment that really changed my life and my reading life in particular. And I fell in love with reading. Um, only because I now realize that actually I'm not just reading to waste my time because for me reading a novel is a waste of time and I don't mean to offend anybody, this is just my context, my reality. It's a bit like watching The Matrix. What do I gain? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: offended me at least twice in everywhere, <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> offended. I, I, I don't we'll mean get to, to that at the end, Sorry, <laughs> on. we'll get to that at the end. <laughs>
1: so, so, so. When I realized that I could pick up a book and read and have practical things that would change my life, that would bring me so much closer to my goals, you couldn't stop me. (laughs) And I've been unstoppable. And coupled with that realization, I also realized that, hang on, I don't have to go buy a physical book. It can actually be an audio book, and I could listen to it. Oh, wow. Now someone's going to read to me the keys and successes, uh, keys to a successful life. Like, what more could I ask for? This is England, baby. I'm enjoying this. And that's how I started. And so, you know, I went on a journey. um, The first book that really captivated me, and it's got to make the top 10 for any teenager for me. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, where he breaks down um, how the rich get richer and the poor stay poorer. Um, That's a top 10 book for me. But since then, I've, I've gone on to read books that are about sales, about communication, about faith, about marriage, about Jesus, about the Bible, about conspiracies. And so to really summarize a list of my top books is difficult, you know, because I read across those areas and different authors are really good you know from a spiritual perspective I really love um, Dr. Miles Monroe for example and his principles about the kingdom and understanding the kingdom Um, uh, I've got a book which um, is is another top 10 called how to uh, win friends and influence people and it's really important it shares a key principle like in any given situation if you want to have success don't do the three c's don't criticize complain or condemn and you know stuff like that so there's there's a lot and i'm happy to share a list of say 20 books that i really recommend but um I'm always so cautious with recommending books to people because I really think it's important to understand where a person is and then identify what's important because you could take the best book to someone who's not ready for it and they just won't receive. It's
0: true. Fantastic.
1: It's true. Also, lastly, sorry, and you didn't ask this, but I don't necessarily believe in reading a book cover to cover and this was one of the mindset shifts that I had when I, um, when I when I started reading, because a lot of people when you when you delve into the world of personal development and and learning and reading to learn so you can apply, the application bit is really important, and it's very difficult to implement 300 pages worth of lessons. So actually, on my bedside uh, table. At any given point, I can have, I've probably got seven books there at the moment. And sometimes I just need to open a page, read half a paragraph and I get a nugget that I decide that I am going to apply the life out of this one sentence or this one principle. And actually the application of the principles learned is a lot often a lot more valuable than the number of words read and not
0: applied. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, <laughs> this is just calling for part two because the the quest the questions, the insight.
1: I'll be very happy if you welcome me again yeah. to join you again.
0: Because there is a there's a level of accomplishment that we take from I finished the book, but how much is it applied? And I think that was just like this is why you read Fiction, I minty. Mean, you don't have to apply anything. I don't know. <laughs> and that's the thing.
1: problem. It's it's wasted time, right?
0: <laughs> I don't agree with you on that one,
1: fam. That's fine, and 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 we can go our separate ways on this point,
0: <laughs> I think that it's very important to read books. out
1: it's what you do in your downtime. Like yeah. for me, a walk is very relaxing. <laughs> Okay. For some people, it's not so relaxing. The, the,
0: the, <laughs> the, the gap between us is just widening and widening and widening. Because you said a walk is relaxing. It see,
1: I it's one I of the most relaxing things you can do. Walking. Yeah, because you, you take your mind away and you actually breathe in and you're like, ah, and you look and you actually see what's happening.
0: What's see, I'd rather do 45 minutes hit and call it a day than go on a walk. But anyways. In regards to the book, yes, um, I hear what you're saying, but I think that I mean I'm not stirring the boat, I'm not rocking the boat. Mm. I am kind of, but with it, with when it comes to reading other genres of books, because for instance, um I've always liked, always loved to read, always, always, always loved to read. Um, but growing up, especially in my early, late what would you call it? Like before your preteen years, teenage years, reading for me was a big form of escapism yeah. because there was no, there was no internet as we have it now. Um, There was no access to all these other things. So reading for me was, was how I was able to manage with the reality of my life, which at the time, some people may know was quite difficult uh, my my teenage years was was not the easiest by any means necessary so uh, it, i think
1: uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you anila i i i think um i need to be clear and say um i'm not disagreeing with you um, yeah. and i'm definitely not knocking people who read for relaxation for fun i was just sharing my context and uh, i hoped using my mom as an example my mom loves reading a novel um, Mm. and power to her she finds it relaxing and and i think i'll i i was not knocking it is all i'm saying and there are definitely benefits i mean i go on holiday and i see a lot of people just sit on the beach and read and read you know of mice and men and i think i did that in year 10 and i didn't enjoy it kind of thing so i'm not knocking it um, but I'm just sharing from my perspective, and, oh, yeah. and based on the kind of person I am, and I'm definitely not saying it on this point. It's one way or no way.
0: Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. I'm just, I'm saying what I'm saying to give a bit of balance because I think that a lot of the times people, people can feel like if I'm not reading to glean anything, then there's no point in reading. And I, I, I think that there are benefits of both. So, for instance. I read, like I said, I like to read. I li- I like to read fiction, but on the on the um, other side of that, I I like to read a lot of um, Bible-based fiction. So there's a whole genre that people don't even know, Christians don't even know, where they're going through. For instance, Francine Rivers, she writes some of the most amazing Christian fiction books that you will read. And as I'm reading. There was one that she, she wrote one called Sons of Encouragement. And that took you through, I think, seven characters in the Bible. And it's based on the stories of the Bible that went through, but obviously it's fictionalized to fit that genre. And I remember when I read it, I was reading it and I was like, I I don't know if I said it to Lizzie. I said, I had to go back and read Exodus because the way she told the story, it made me go back and say, okay, this can't, this can't be correct. And I had to go back and read it so mm-hmm. I think that there are um it's, like I said I'm not I'm not saying what I'm saying to rock the boat I'm saying what I'm saying to provide a little balance. bit of balance to it because I personally I don't like reading nonfiction. I've got a bunch of Christian nonfiction books and unless it really grabs my attention at the time it takes me a minute to persevere through them and I perse- persevere through them because I know that I'm gleaning useful information from them but I would go through a I the other day I was in bed and I think I read like a book and a half just in bed just reading Mm. so it it depends um I think it's important to read and I think that's just a good thing my mom doesn't read fiction she does she only reads she only reads books like um, a child called it you know them life story books about the overcoming that that's the only type of book she likes to read do you know what I mean So I think that reading is fundamental and I think that in every stage there are things to be learned from it. I think that everybody can learn something from something.
1: I agree with that and and the way I coin it um, when it comes to reading ultimately is whatever you're reading, um, the ultimate result is... um, a betterment of what I call the inner conversation. So as I'm talking, um, both of you have a voice in your heads. That's weighing up what I'm saying. You're talking to yourself in your head. And what reading does is it stretches and expands and enhances the quality of that inner conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're all agreed that reading is important in whatever form works for you as long as you are enhancing the quality of that in a conversation.
0: Yeah. We just talked about reading in quite a bit, and I think I spent way too much time talking about it. But anyways, you Mm. have got a... This is going to be a bit of a jump, but leading on from a bit of the first part of the conversation where you're talking about um, mentorship and the importance of having that, I know that you have an org- organization right now. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the Youngest in the Room?
1: Yes, uh, thank you. So Youngest in the Room um, started as um, an idea for a book that I actually uh, am in the process of writing. Um, and the concept behind Youngest in the Room is that um, all throughout my life, I have found myself to be a um, in so many rooms and being the youngest in those rooms, I was generally the youngest of all my cousins to a point. Um, I was often the youngest in a classroom. Um, If you look at my friendship circle, generally I'm one of the youngest and oftentimes I have been the youngest. It obviously changes from time to time. And as I'm getting older, you know, we bring in new younger friends. Um, I was the youngest person um, in our uh, church band at one point. You know, there's so many aspects of life that I've been the youngest. And when I was observing and analyzing my life, I recognized that there was a definite link between me being the youngest in the room and the amount of progress or perceived progress I've made in life, in that I've been the beneficiary of wisdom of those who've gone before me, i.e., coaching or mentoring. So, the book Youngest in the Room is actually a, a personal story um, sharing some of the key lessons that I have learned by being the youngest in the room um, in all different aspects of life, in work, in private life, etc. Uh, And there will be a sequel actually called Youngest in the Boardroom. Um, But we'll talk about that another day. So what I then did was um, I actually decided then to ask some of my mentors to put on these young people's training events where we share some of these principles um, and people can get some coaching. They can get the benefit of hearing from my mentors. And so... Um, in February, before lockdown, February 2020, uh, I actually put on my first event. It was really well attended and I got some sponsorship for it. And we had the best part of 80 people there for the whole day. And the youngest person in the room was 12, I believe, which was really, really good. And we talked about uh, business. It was it was very much business uh, and life focused. Um But it's not limited to that. We talked about faith um, and goal setting, just things that young people need to progress and some of these principles. And I got some of my uh, mentors to share. And so this is something that I've now uh, purposed to continue Um, at the moment, given the fluidity of the world events. Um, I haven't set a date for a 2021 event yet, um, but watch the space.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. I have a I have a follow-up question on that. Fantastic. So book to look out for. You know, we, will, we will let you know about the book when the book <laughs> arrives. Yeah. The event. You know, fantastic. Um, I think it's brilliant uh, just in terms of having that culture of... Um, being able to glean from people that are older. Um, and I think even most importantly, being able to recognize the benefits of of that, of that opportunity. Because uh, sometimes I guess we all have different experiences in life. Sometimes those experiences for some people have been exploited negatively. So the older generation and the younger generation have got on, have clashed and that the benefits of that relationship have been inhibited. And there's, you know, people like yourself who um, maybe through a different path in life, you know, chart your course has been charted differently. But the rooms that you've occasioned on, you've been able to glean from, I would say my question is, um, is, you know, how would you say, you know, how would you advise a young person? And I guess, you know, this isn't this is probably what is restricted for your event. But just give us one tip. How would you advise somebody who? feels pretty maybe isolated or doesn't have people around them um, how would you advise somebody who doesn't have people around them but needs to build relationships with the older generation or build relationships with a mentor how do you go about that making making that step you know um, you said that you had a 12 year old who attended the event but how do you how do you take it how, how do you move past the event and make that life of mentorship coaching and gleaning a lifestyle um, maybe starting from scratch?
1: That's a brilliant question, Liz. And I'd like to answer the first part of my answer by sharing a principle that I believe in. Um, And I, I genuinely believe in this principle. And this is to say, I believe you can learn from anyone and everyone. And I actually believe you should learn from anyone and everyone. What's important is, to recognize that from some people you should learn what to do and from other people what not to do by the example they set but either way I believe in every encounter that you have you should learn from anybody Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: the first thing the second thing specifically about mentoring and talking to someone who may be finding it difficult to find a mentor or actually approach someone is there is this misconception that a mentor is someone who you necessarily know and talk to and they feedback with you and again i don't hold that to be necessarily true it is true but it's not limited to that okay mm-hmm. so some of my mentors are people who don't even know me, okay? For me, a mentor is someone you can learn from, you can learn from their journey. And in this world that we live in with access to social media and uh, people really sharing their journey so much more, I mentioned Dr. Miles Monroe, for example. Dr. Miles Monroe is my mentor. (laughs) He never met me and unfortunately we never will meet. But by virtue of the fact that I recognize that he has a wealth of information available still on the internet that I can learn from, he is one of my mentors. And so I've got mentors in people like T.D. Jakes, I've got mentors in people like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos, because I listen to a wealth of people with the goal of learning. And so that's the first thing I just wanna say to people, Um, You don't have to know your mentors to model after them or to learn from them. You can learn from people you don't know. That said, I believe also it is important to have someone who you do know on a personal note. And um, the simplest answer I can give or advice is ask. And what's the worst that could happen? Someone says no. No. But frankly speaking, and I'll put a question back to you, Liz, when was the last time you asked somebody for help and they said, no, I hate you. Go away. Okay. It's so rare. So you need to get past the conversation in your head that says, Oh my gosh, I'm afraid to ask that person for help because they're going to say no. Because frankly speaking, when you genuinely ask someone for help in a polite and courteous way, they might say not right now because I'm not available to which you say, okay, when are you available? <laughs> um, but most people don't actually say no to helping. And if that person does say no, then they're probably not the best person to be your mentor anyway.
0: <laughs> fantastic, true <She's> fantastic. <laughs> um. Did you want to follow up? Uh, yeah in regards to the youngest in the room do you have um somewhere that people can get in contact with you do you put people in contact with mentors um is that something that you do
1: um i'm happy with people contacting me and asking me questions or if if they need a specific connection with someone that i may have access to happy to do that um i'm not formally um, set up to start putting people in touch with mentors, but I can do that on a one-to-one personal level. Um, my socials are all the same handle, at Minelta, that's Mike November Echo, Lima Tango Alpha. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter primarily. Um, and I'm happy to talk to people. Um, I've also got a website, Menelta.com, where you can see more about the event that we held uh, previously but it is very much an idea that's it's in its infancy as far as um a presence online
0: do okay i feel like you have given us so much information and so much to chew and ponder on and to think about um so thank you so much for all that you've kind of just given out you've basically just given out, given people a whole load of information um it's a pleasure that you know <laughs> Other people may not have done so without asking for monetary gain. And by the way, CTN doesn't pay. Did Lizzie tell you? She didn't tell you.
1: Lizzie. Well, I, I wasn't expecting to get paid.
0: Elizabeth, <laughs> it's a running joke that we have now with people um, People saying, OK, they're going to inbox us with their fees <laughs> at the end of our podcast. But anyways... Um, <laughs> no do you, you right have a now. question you know i had i had one last question um and that was really quickly because i know you have to go what and i'm saying this you know what is what would you say has been your biggest challenge up till now mm-hmm. um or one of your one of the biggest challenges and how did you get past that so you've taken us I, I, from what you have said, I know the journey hasn't been effortless. I see a theme of consistency and determination to be able to make the conversations, read the books, inquire. Um, also, uh, sorry, where you? Sorry, where maybe it sorry, do sorry. sorry, you're gonna have to start again, Liz, please. You were oh, cut did I, really did I? badly, yeah. I don't know why that happened okay um but so Michael did you hear the first bit of my question at all or I'll just start, I'll start, again. start again yeah okay brilliant so I was gonna say what would you say is your has been one of your biggest challenges you've taken us through a theme I see a theme of determination in terms of um conversations with people in terms of you know reading books the power of inquiry and and it you can see that there have there have been challenges but I would say what has been you know what has been one of your biggest challenges <laughs>
1: um that's a brilliant question very difficult question um but i'll answer it this way i think one of the most difficult things in life is recognizing that's party um accepting <laughs> um Recognizing and accepting that in life you're going to need to work hard, yeah. and then be willing to actually put in the work that's needed to achieve your goals. Yeah. Um, it's it's a bitter pill that you swallow as you enter adulthood. That actually, you know what, the solution to hard work is hard work and nothing else. <laughs> there are no magic formulas. Yeah. There are no secrets. Uh, that you know will catapult you so far ahead the solution for hard work is hard work and that is quite a bitter pill to accept for young people when life hits you hard and you're like okay I guess I have to work hard then Um, so mentally it's accepting that and then as a Christian and a human being recognizing that being a Christian doesn't mean um It's easy. Um, I I very much believe the walk of a Christian is a simple walk as far as the steps that we take. But I believe it's challenging and testing and demanding. It needs our time, our effort, our energy, our focus, and that is life. And again, coupled with the realization that hard work is the only option, It's realizing that actually uh, problems and challenges are there for the Christian, because a lot of people say Christians shouldn't have problems. And I don't hold that belief. Actually, I believe that um, in life you're in a never ending sequence of you're either in a testing time, coming out of a testing time or about to go into a testing time. And that is the cycle and accepting that can be really difficult. Um, Having the mental fortitude to fight through that and say, okay, I will be tested and, you know, I'll come out the other side. Um, I think that is one of the major hurdles in life. And I believe once you get it right in here and in here and you accept that, then you'll make a lot of progress.
0: Such good nuggets of wisdom um, and I think in terms of the very last question because we're rounding up now yep. you said quite a lot um, and you've spoken quite a lot about principles and all these principles that you've learned and that you've been able to apply to your life um because I mean I've known you for we've both known you for quite some time now for years yes. um and on the outside looking in it's very evident that you are successful um, it's very evident that you are making moves and making waves within your field. Um, so the question that I want to ask is what principle could you give anyone listening? Um, I mean, you've spoken about hard work, the fact that, yes, you have to work hard. Sometimes that's all it is just you have to work hard. But is there any principle that you really held on to that allowed you to keep making moves I know we've spoken about hard work but is there anything in I mean hard work not hard work aside but like is there anything that you realize that you really really had to hone in on you really really had to focus in on that allows you to do all these things that you're doing
1: yes there are hundreds literally I could tell you all kinds of Principles, biblical ones. One of my favourite verses, Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight, and it says, "And we know that all things." It says, "And we know, and you've got to know uh, that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose." Okay, um, I've always held that very dearly. That okay, so I know that as if I love the Lord, all things are working for my good. But um. So so there's, you know, that's an example of a biblical principle that I really hold firm to, you know, you you, you think about Psalm chapter one, um, blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on God's law, he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree planted (laughs) by rivers of living water. Again, another spiritual principle. But on a practical level, life is hard. Being broke is hard. Being rich is hard. So pick your heart. (laughs) Mm. Being a Christian is hard. (laughs) Not being a Christian is hard. (laughs) Pick your heart, you know, on a very practical level. So there's there's hundreds. Learn to communicate. Learn to ask questions. I think one thing for me, um, or another thing for me, is when I realized that, hang on, I'm not that stupid. And there's lots of people who've made moves in life, okay? And I'm not the stupidest of them all, okay? And I look and I say, okay, if person A can do it, then I can do it. I just need to fill the void of information. There's clearly information person A knows that I need to know. So I acquire more information. The only... I. I I genuinely believe that the only thing stopping a person from being where they actually want to be is information. It's true. Because if they had the information, they'll do it, and then they'll be there. So get more information.
0: I agree. <laughs> uh, One hundred and fifty-five. Oh, I. Anella agrees so deeply. It, I, I just think about Anella was agreeing fervently. I was thinking, why is that agreeing so fervently? But across the podcast, um, if, if you want to go back, everyone, um, yeah, in terms of being having an informed perspective of life and informed decision making is everything, especially because of how miscalculated we can be. Or how it's it's it what you said is just <laughs> Liz is like oh she agrees I agree with my entire being because I've, I've, I've applied it and I've seen it I've seen it work firsthand um when we started um when we started our company I didn't know anything about how to run a business I was I was teaching and I studied theology what did I know about business but you acquired the information that you need and you move so I am, I'm I'm, 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 that one. I, I I'm gonna write that in a post-it and put it on my mirror.
1: You know when I when I go to London and I use the tube, I hear the statement "Mind the gap,"
0: mm.
1: and that is the issue. People have a gap between between where you are and where you want to be is a gap. Yeah, and it's the gap that you need That's to great. mind. And the closer you you bring the gap, mm-hmm. closer you
0: get. It's true. Fantastic. I I I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I I. And we're rounding up now because you have to hear Yeah. You have to go. Yes. So I'm gonna just hold myself. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. I, I guess it goes back to what we. You know. You you say information, and. Do you think if if someone is informed but they didn't act on what they were informed about, does that mean they didn't really understand what they acquired? So you'll have people and you'll you know you'll see, sometimes in the Bible it talks about um, the fool is a person that you know that roast does not what he that which he did you know he he doesn't roast what he took in hunting kind of thing. And do you think that if you were informed, if you've if you've been told, if you've read? and you didn't apply, you have not actually acquired the meat of it. You you think you're informed, but you're not informed. Is that, where where, where does that, where does the gap come between in being informed and applying?
1: Okay, so I have a statement that I use, which is the knowing of a thing is in the doing. Mm. Okay. You only know that which you do. (laughs) Okay. Um, And when people Know something up here, but they don't live it. There is clearly a disjoint in belief. It's a belief mm-hmm. issue. And at the very core, they don't actually see the value. Because mm-hmm. when someone truly sees value in something, they follow through in action.
0: <laughs> fantastic and I will i'll stop there <laughs> but like last question no last question no <laughs> yes, indeed, the last question but this is the last question yes. um amazing. it's been absolutely fantastic having you on here today
1: thank you guys i've I've thoroughly enjoyed it it's been good vibing with you guys <laughs> and yeah you guys are great
0: fantastic. and I, I felt like I came a little bit too hard at you on the reading but oh no 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 oh no 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 no. don't mind me don't mind me
1: (laughs) don't you mind me I'm fine (laughs) yeah
0: let's find out I mean you said it before but just so that we can have it again where can we find you
1: I'm on Instagram and Twitter
0: at Manalta,
1: Mike, November, Echo, Lima, Tango, Alpha. And you can find my website on manalta.com, Mike, November, Echo, Lima, Tango, Alpha.com.
0: Okay. And we will definitely be keeping everybody up to date with when the book drops and if you have another um, program. It's in the youngest, because I feel like it is very, very important mentorship yeah. is something that is really really important it is um so I mean the resources are there they're here now and Minty himself said that you can hit him up so if I am um, <clears throat> hit up Minty <clears throat> he'll be fine with that <laughs> as well because me too I want <laughs> thanks to offer so <laughs> anyway. I'm happy
1: I'm happy for you guys if if people specifically want to like contact me directly you can yeah. talk to Liz and Anella and um, I'm happy for people to even call me if they feel the need to
0: And thank you so much I think it's so important that we have these resources um, readily available for people who want them because so I think this gener- this 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 um, these last couple of months have really, made people realize that nothing is nothing is as concrete as they'd like to believe in any way so shape.
1: Jesus Jesus is the rock
0: Jesus is the rock <laughs> but fam that's that's about it everything else can go like this so people are really making moves to try and better themselves and this is an amazing um resource for people to tap into if they need to um so minty we want to say thank you once again thank you so so much it's been a very very informative very very good discussion um reading is fundamental guys <laughs> um but Elsbeth yes fantastic where we can find you yes yeah, so you can find me at elizabeth hub i'm getting used to my new handle so glad it's changed oh Oh, my goodness on Instagram as you know and I will repeat you can find me on Twitter but I will not be tweeting uh and also yes yeah so you can find me and how can we find you um I'm everywhere you can find me on Instagram and Twitter (laughs) at Onella underscore Bella that's at O-N-E-L-L-A underscore B-E-L-L-A I'll be Instagramming and I'll be tweeting. So you can find me on those. Um, that's that's it. That's Fantastic. my everywhere. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And also, you can find CTN at, at CTN underscore UK. And we are across all platforms. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. I feel like I'm missing something. Instagram. Not- Instagram at ctn underscore UK and Twitter too. We don't be tweeting, but you can follow us. Follow us. Because one day, we'll bring out a life, a life-breathing tweet inspired by the spirit of God. Come on. do will miss that wave of glory. So us. <laughs> So brilliant. So that's where you can find us. I'm um, just going to say quick prayer and we're going to close up for today. Go on, Liz. Yes, and I will, because it was you did last time fantastic <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of time as well so let's go father we just thank you for this podcast today we thank you for the time we thank you for the the wisdom that has come out today when when we were praying about this podcast today we asked that you took full control and we asked that um your there would be wisdom and we prayed that you know you would you would you just you just be here and really god you have you have helped us today so we thank you for minty and we pray that all his ventures will go exceedingly well we pray for all our listeners lord um and you know that we will all um reflect and 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 see where the gap needs to be closed in our in our in our in you know in our lives and where we need to invite you in to to chart our course where you know relationships need to be made where communication needs to be made where action needs to be made um what step do we need to take in the right direction so god we just pray that and we'll not just be hearers um, but we'll be doers also and we just thank you so much and um, for this time in Jesus name amen Amen. 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 Thank amen. You guys. Brilliant. 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 Thank you so much, Minty. Uh, and we will catch you all later, guys. Goodbye. Adios. Adios. <laughs>